Hello and welcome back to Elam Fellowship's Next Gen Podcast. This is a podcast where we're going to be discussing everything to do with how important it is to be reaching out to the next generation in our churches, in our ministries. Um, It's a podcast for youth leaders, youth pastors, kids pastors, kids leaders, volunteers, family pastors, anybody that really has a heart um, going after what the next generation would be. It's also for for, um, men and women called of God that are new to the church and finding out how to start their ministry in in any uh, of the fields. Um, and where they fit in as being the next gen, next generation of leaders to the church. Um, What we're going to be doing is a series of interviews, talking to leaders in the church, uh, Elam people, friends of Elam, those who have been in ministry and could have the conversation of, this is what I would want to pass on to somebody that is getting into this ministry or been in the ministry for a long time, but needs endurance, encouragement, and unity. We're looking to um, empower, to to um, resource, and to encourage those in the church. So um, last episode, we did the first part of a meetup. We had some of the youth pastors and kids pastors and lead pastors together in a room. And I sort of introduced who I am. By the way, I am Kevin Neville. I am the Next Gen Director at Elam Fellowship. And we talked a little bit about who I was and what the vision of this ministry was. We're going to show part two of that where I actually sat down with um, President Chris Ball, President of Elam Fellowship, and asked him the questions, why is ministry to the next gen important? And, and we had a conversation there. Um, so this will be episode two. Um, after this, we're going to go into episode three where I sat down uh, in my office with um, the U.S. Uh, Ministries Director, Joe Jansen, and we asked this, we had the same conversation. So today is President Chris Ball. Let's see what he had to say about the next gen director's position. A little bit who you are and, and what you do. Okay. Um, I'm mostly known nowadays as the president of Elam Fellowship. Um, and uh, also, obviously, I'm married to uh, my beautiful wife, Carol. We've been married for 35 years. And uh, we were born the exact same day, the same year, and uh, on Christmas Day, 1959. And so we're both 62, but she looks 32. That's the way it is right there. And, and it's Christmas Carol, right? Yeah, and yeah Christmas Carol, yeah. So, um, so um, yeah, so basically my, my, I'm, I'm mostly known uh, from my history of being in the middle of nowhere. We're here tonight at a, uh, an event you know, connecting with Kevin and the vision of uh, Next Gen Ministry at Elam. And uh, when I went to this church in the middle of nowhere in um, uh, 1987, in 1987 there was 36 people in that church. Most of them were over 65 years old. There was only one family that had two little kids in the church. But what I did is, is realize I, I, could get, I could pretty much do everything I needed to do with 36 people in the first day of the week. You know what I'm saying? And so I started going after the, uh, the, uh, the young people. And before long, on Wednesday nights, I had 160 kids in my youth group. Wow. I've always had a heart for the next generation. I've always had a heart for young people. That's who I am. So um, 
I think one of the reasons that uh, God called me to the position at Elam Fellowship is, quite frankly, Elam Fellowship has been known for years that it's getting old. And, and uh, I felt that the, there was a sense where they needed somebody my age, which at the time when I first started getting involved into the government level of Elam, which means the hierarchy, that was 17 years ago now for me. I became the general secretary. And, uh, but my heart was from the very beginning is to be a, a, a kind of a link to the older generation and then also to the next generation, if that makes sense. And so, uh, and I'm still doing that, I believe, right now. Now, I'm working with teams like Kevin uh, and others beyond that to, 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 to be able to make that link. And that's, that link is at different levels. So, you know, so the mindset in my heart has always been, hey, how can I connect to the, the up and coming, the way you said it earlier, how, how can I link to the up and coming generations? Not with the intention of skipping anybody, but having them join us so that we can mentor them. And so we can impart to them so that we can give away the DNA and they can carry it on in their generation. So that's, that's kind of what I do. And I love that because there was you know, a mentality a number of years ago that a youth pastor only could be young and have to be cool right. and wore skinny jeans. And right. I never fit into skinny jeans, so I can yeah. never. But then we realized that as we were doing that, that was great, but they were missing a whole generation that thought they couldn't right. lead them. And really, they were the ones that they needed because they were the, the ones that right. had the wisdom and the maturity to show them. Good. So yeah. that's beautiful. Um, as the president of Elam Fellowship, what are some of the most exciting things you see going on in this season? What is the season? Well, when? obviously, uh, I get to go to two or three things uh, in my role when I'm out there. Um, I, I get to go to churches. I get to go to ministries. I get to go to events like this. I get to go to nations. I just, I'm back uh, a week ago from being in Kenya for two, two weeks. And uh, so um, I, th these are the things I like to do and get to do. And I would say right now the world is coming out of the cocoon called COVID. In some, every church, I mean, if I was just talking at our table, every church is still working through what God revealed in COVID, but also how were we, how were we gonna respond to the transition that really COVID accelerated. That's what I see. In other words, I believe God was wanting to shift his church. So for example, a lot of our Elam churches are led by uh, older generations. And they, they, wouldn't have put a, they wouldn't have done Facebook Live. They wouldn't have done anything like that until they had to. Are you with me? And I think, I think uh, you know, one of the fun things that happened to me recently, we were at an intentional church conference and they, went, they asked us to go around the room and said, what was a positive thing that happened in COVID. We always hear about the negative of COVID, right? But I've seen a lot of positive come out of COVID in that God's gotten our attention in some ways to be able to say, what really matters? Is it stuff that, um, you know, I, 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 will, I will say this, what really has changed is this, and this is kind of along the lines of your question, I think, is we kind of uh, were training the church to be attracted to an event and COVID caused us to become engaged 
with the people at the event. You see that? That's a big difference. And I think what we were doing is say, hey, let's come to an event, and the energy was put on us performing as ministers to be able to perform in such a way that everybody had the best music, the best lights, the best program, the best sermon. We can have competition online. All of a sudden, you take that all away. We're all in our own places. And engagement became the important thing. How do I engage people's life, not just so that they're getting something from me, but now we're engaging together with the Lord. So I'm seeing a lot of that nowadays. And speaking of that, you know, with this sort of focus on, you know, how are we going to invest in, in our leaders so they could do that, so they could begin this uh, authentic faith journey, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. how did the next gen position come about, you know? That's good. Um, what happened was uh, Mark and I, we went to school together. Uh, you know, we were literally at Bible college together. And uh, so we've been friends for years and years. And then uh, I eventually, you know, became the president and, and connecting with Mark. And um, Mark did an amazing job in those 17 years to, to put Elam Fellowship's youth department on the map significantly through saturate. That's a fact. And um, uh, just engaged uh, with, with youth pastors. But when, when uh, Mark transitioned out at, uh, and began to, we, we began to have that conversation, I began to think, okay, what, what is Elam Fellowship really all about? And Elam Fellowship is not meant to be a youth ministry. The local church is meant to be the youth ministry. Okay? We, we really can't babysit that ministry. I'm not talking about the kids. I'm talking about we can't really do a lot of work for youth ministry. But what we can do is equip the leaders of youth ministries because that's what we do. We, we, uh, we have credentials. Um, uh, we we, we, we uh, credential people in leadership so that, that we become a, a point of care, a point of covering, a point of connection, a point of commissioning them, and of cultivating them. Are you with me? That's what we want to do. We weren't really, I think, focused on that as much. Mark started a ministry uh, that was like another event. It was called the youth, what would you call that, Mark? The youth... The Leader Summit, yes, Youth Leader Summit. That's the spirit, I think, that, uh, you know, the event, Saturate, brought all of those leaders together with their, with their youth groups. But I saw in, in the Youth Leader Summit the real DNA of Elam Fellowship and the purpose. Because if you can train the leaders, then you can train the groups. Right. Are you with me? Um, but what I did was when Mark uh, gave his uh, notice I contacted every single youth leader that was in our network. And I met with them on a meetup on Zoom, and I was starting to ask them, what are you looking for? Totally surprised me. I really, really thought that, that we were looking for, um, you know, somebody that knew how to equip children and knew how to do cool things with youth. Every single youth leader in that meeting said, Get a youth leader for us. We don't need 
We'll figure it out. There's enough on Google. There's enough on Internet. There's enough out there we can get to learn about how to deal with the kids. We need a person who is dedicated to us. And so that, that changed the mindset of what we started to think about. Obviously, the end goal is to have a youth leader like yourself pour into these leaders, but the end goal, obviously, is to impact the youth and impact the next, the next and the next generation, you know what I'm saying? So, so that's, how the, that's how it came about. It, it started in that seed from all the youth leaders at that meeting. That's, that's awesome. And, and we, we know the passion that happens when we get connected with one another. For those who are youth and kids, you, you'll know that even online now, we're starting to form communities, and we're, we're talking. You know, youth lead, lead pastors, you've got to know we have, we have a community that's going on. Sometimes we talk about you guys, okay? But, you know, we're, we're there for each other. When somebody gets fired and they tell that story, you know, we're there saying, we know we've been through that. We had something similar. When somebody's having a hard time communicating with some of the families in the church, you know, when we talk about, hey, we prepare all these things for the families, for the parents, and they're just scattered across the parking lot when you leave. You know, we say, we know that. We know what that's like. And so what we want to do is say, in that same community that we're finding online, we want to be able to say, we have that with the church down the road and the church that's part of Elam and the church that we're coming to the conference together with. Yeah. And, and I think that's going to make us, will prepare us for what God has with revival. Yeah. When we're talking about revival and missions, yeah. this is the kind of stuff that's going to get us ready Absolutely. together. Absolutely. Okay. Um, finally, when we start this conversation together, what are some of the big topics that we should be discussing? Mm. Um, one of the things that you, if you know me, Eric, you've known me longer than anybody in here, I believe. And uh, I'm a futurist. That's where the name Next Gen came from, from my heart. Next speaks to the future, but it also speaks to the people of the future. Are you with me? When you say Next Gen. And, there, you know, I believe God's called us to all gens. The Next Gen, because I study the future, I, 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 read, I read about uh, about a book every other week now. I've slowed down a bit. And, uh, but I listen to podcasts all the time, all the time. I'm very, I'm always looking for something future in, in, in that. What I think is, is there's two things I wanted to say, uh, in, in answer to his, your question about what do we, what do we need to be thinking of? Now, this may not have been what you were looking for, but this is, this is what I'm, yeah. this is what I'm sensing if I were pastoring a local church today, I've said this pu publicly at our conference at Oasis, identity is the biggest thing that we need to be focusing on. And I think the, the next generation, more than ever, are trying to discover their identity. I, um, I feel that, um, that, you know, um, Tim Keller really goes after this. If you want to do some research and Google him, he really goes after this topic of the different generations and what, what was important to them as, as you present the gospel. But the whole idea of identity is people are looking for their identity. It started by you thinking that you, you know, like the iPhone and, and you take eye pictures and, and, and selfies. 
All of that has created a, seat, a search for identity. And what our job is, is to, is to teach and point to people your identity can't be found unless you find Christ. It cannot, you cannot understand your identity unless you understand that you were created in the image of the one who died for you. Are you with me? And so that's the, that's the first thing. The second thing, I'm going to give you a little treat. This is a real treat. When I was sitting there, I was hoping he'd ask me a question that would lead to me to be able to share with you this. Um, and and I, I, he would have, if he had asked me my favorite meal, I would have told you this. Because I wanted to tell you, I felt like it would be a little gift for this group tonight. Yesterday, sitting in this same room, we had the brass, the top brass of Elam Fellowship. The, that means the Council of Elders, there's, there's 15 councillors of elders, elders on a, a board that help seek God to lead it for this whole movement called Elam Fellowship. And I'd like to see a tribe of young people and young leaders built out of this next generation. Let, let's, let's evolve in this tribe, build on what Mark has done. So here's what I shared with them yesterday, and you'll be the first group besides them that I shared. I'm going to share with you the theme and what's on my heart for the next 2023. And I think it's the second part to your question, and that is the first is identity. But the second is this. I believe we're in a season where God wants to do, do um, a formation inside of us rather than for things we need to be doing. In other words, the focus is that Christ might be formed in us. Um, in Galatians chapter 3, Paul says, I have childbirth pains within me until Christ is formed in you. He's saying, I'm aching, O Galatians. And in order for there to be a formation you need to know that we have a world and a culture today, predominantly from a secular society, that has deformed us. Yeah. We have been formed by a society rather than formed by Christ, in my opinion. And I believe God wants the church and Elam Fellowship and you leaders to be ready because here's what I know. If it's closely attached to identity, and that is that Young people can come to say, like, saturate, hear the great speakers we have. By the way, all three of the speakers, I was the one that selected them. And all three of them are worship leaders. Jared's one of the greatest drummers in all of Mexico. His father is an amazing guitar player, worship leader. And then, I don't know if you know Jesse um, uh, Frida Wallace, she grew up in my church incredible worship leader and here's the thing coming into the presence of God and finding God at saturate is more than anything else that can happen and I and I think what's happening is is God can form you through discipleship but in Elam world we believe he can encounter you in a moment at an altar or in a moment in a conversation and form you so uh, the theme next year 2023, not this year, but next year is formed, formed. And so in order to be formed, we need to watch this. First of all, does recognize 
we've been deformed. But then we need to be transformed by the renewing of our mind so that we might be conformed into his image. So that's what I'm and, and I love with both of them, because, you know, the first one is saying your identity is in Christ. You're designed to be in a relationship with God and Good. you're being called back. And then when you are, he says, but it, it goes deeper. You're not just designed to be in a relationship with Christ. You will be designed to be in the image of Christ. Amen. And Amen. we start changing you. So we could see those steps. And, and so that's the conversation we do want to continue on, especially Good. getting ready for awesome. next year. So. So thanks for joining us. Um, we're going to continue this conversation. We're going to try to put out a few interviews every every month as time permits. Um, make sure that you like and subscribe. Also check out our website. We're going to be growing this web website over the next uh, few months. It's www.elamnextgen.com. Elamnextgen.com. And you'll have lists of other podcasts we'll be doing. Um, advertisements of events that are coming up that are both Elam or Friends of Elam that we really want to promote, talking about Saturate and some of the other things we have planned for the coming year. So make sure you like and subscribe. Check out elamnextgen.com, and we'll see you next time for another Next Gen podcast. God bless, guys.